honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Peldino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pod, MN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Minnesota Timberwolves played four games, so it's four games to review. Three to preview. A week that I thought the Wolves could go three and one. They went two and two. Oh my God. Oh, what? Come on. Well, damn it anyway. Freaking uh, Pelicans hit, what, nine threes in a row. What the, hell, what the hell can you do? So that's just how that goes. Freaking Pelicans. Wolves could have beaten them, but obviously they're, they're better than their record. But yeah, that's a loser's lament, isn't it? Okay, let's get to the four games since, the, yeah, it's a lot, of, lot, lot to talk about as usual. Or at least a lot of games to talk about anyway. <laughs> Minnesota 135-105 over the OKC Thunder. Fun, fun game last Friday. Lots of fun. Nice to see the Wolves just kind of go out and kick some butt. Vando getting 16 rebounds. It was just a fun overall night, overall kind of team effort type of game. Uh, SGA did not have his best performance. He had a great game earlier. Uh, actually, just, oh yeah, he had a great game the other night against a different team for the Fantasy Club. <laughs> Nas Reed, very, very solid. Off the bench, Josh Kogi's back in the rotation, at least for this game. The rotation kind of fluctuates. Jalen Noel limited to only 11 and a half minutes. Still managed to get 10 points because he's just that good, attacking the rim and getting to the line and all that. Six free throws attempted. Not bad, eh? Made five of them, by the way. Carl Anthony Towns, only 11 attempts in the game. D'Angelo Russell shot the freaking lights out. Unbelievable. All he did was miss one three. That's it. 11 to 12 from the floor with 12 assists. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that. I had a feeling D'Angelo Russell would play well against the uh, OKC Thunder, and it was kind of cool to see that. Uh, I, I like the city jersey thing. I like the vibe, how they do this in the NBA. It's like a fourth jersey, and then you turn the whole court like different colors and stuff. I think it's cool. Kind of got that black and white kind of gray look. I kind of like that. Kind of like what OKC did. I mean, I don't always like that. I wouldn't want that as a primary jersey. But sometimes, like certain city years, is, is okay. And it's cool how it changes from year to year. I just I enjoy that. Uh, Anthony Edwards yeah, was uh, obviously very solid. Six of nine from the floor. He has really been picking up his three-point shot of late. And that's a really good sign. Must have been working on it during the course of time. And just kind of, he's just getting better. I hope it's not just a little run where things are going to catch up. I hope this is a continuing trend for Anthony Edwards. Uh, he's averaging just under 23 a game in points total for the season. But from downtown, it's it's been a it's been a climb during the course of the season. Like back in October in five games, thirty-two percent. November in sixteen games, thirty-five percent. Okay, a little a little better. December, December. Okay, December eight games, forty point six. January so far, forty-two point four. That is a very nice trend, and he's averaging twenty-four points a game, and that's seven games already. It's been a busy little month of January, hasn't it? Seven games already. It's been a game every other night, which is good. I'm I, I'm happy about I'm happy about the, the the more the merrier. Let's get these games played. Hockey is going to take forever to get caught up, or they're going to have to play like triple headers or something, or like you know not triple headers, but back to back to back 
possibly kind of like during like lockout seasons in the past. But there'll be a lot of back to backs. Expect some goalies. <laughs> expect some goalies to get some uh, backup goalies to get some extra minutes. In that case, in the hockey world. Sorry for venturing off into the other side of uh, the the sporting world at the moment. Well, let's talk about the NFL play. Okay, just kidding. Fun, fun overall night. I mean, it wasn't like, oh my God, I didn't have you on the edge of your seat, but it was fun. It was chill. It's, sometimes it's nice. It's, it's nice to have, not have a close game like, let's get to football. Like every game the Vikings play, it's always close. And against, even no matter how crappy the team is, it's close. And it's like, stop screwing around, man. Where the Wolves didn't screw around. They, you know, squashed a mosquito with an axe. You know, that, that, that saying that's been around about 30 years now. Jane McDaniel started and only had one rebound, but Jared Vanderbilt got them all. I mean, again, 16 rebounds. Nobody came close in the game in that category. Uh, multiple, let's see, like I was saying last week, Oklahoma City, really good team effort in the rebounding. It was kind of everybody with like five, six, seven, eight ish. But then Vando, again, 16, taking them all away from Carl, and he's got five offensive rebounds in this particular night. Great night for Vando. Again, one of my favorite Timberwolves in the whole league, and you're going to hear me, you're going to hear me mention a guy who just might be the, my new, uh, my new favorite non-Timberwolf in the NBA. I'll get to him very shortly, and he, and he ain't on the Houston Rockets. 11-30 and 30 on the season, Wolves win comfortably again, 141 to 123. It's just, just, you know, again, like squashing the mosquito with the axe, Carl Anthony Towns with 40 points, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, pardon me, was solid early, but in a lot of ways, when you want to say how the night probably belonged to Carl Anthony Townsend with a 40-point game, you'd think it would. But Jared Vanderbilt from the Houston area. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it shows what happens, though, when the team does give him a shot to kind of get things going a bit, attacking the Ram, you know, giving him the ball and giving him scoring opportunities. Since, uh, obviously, it's not just him, like, doing it himself and shooting threes and beating people off the dribble, obviously, no. But, uh, you know, giving him scoring opportunities, look what happens. And, yes, it's Houston. But still, 21 and 19, are you freaking kidding me? He did have, he did add two blocks and two steals in the game. And this is only in 31 minutes. I mean, he could have easily gotten a 20-20. And isn't that amazing? Really cool. Uh, he's definitely not... The whole Junkyard Dog thing is over. He's not Junkyard Dog. He's well beyond that guy now. Uh, junkyard Dog was like a 5-5 five and five kind of guy. You know, who'd play, you know... Eh, he'd play like 17 minutes a night. But... I liked him, and a lot of people did. Jerome Williams with the Raptors and other teams out there. The junkyard dog. Uh, that was Jared Vanderbilt's role when he first got rolling in the league. Now he's, maybe he is a Rodman type. Um, but one thing about Jared Vando that does need to happen, because he's always laying on the floor like, oh, man. you know. And I know that's part of it. That's part of his game. Dennis Rodman did that quite a bit, obviously, as well. He was on the ground a lot, you know, and <laughs> getting knocked around and such. But he does need to bulk up. Uh, obviously, once he bulks up a little bit, that'll help him even more, and I'm sure he will, being the fact he's still in his very early 20s, Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, man, I... <laughs> you know, I mean, just... All you can do is stand and applaud for the guy. He, I mean, it's just wonderful, wonderful story. Wonderful what he's brought to this team. And I never want to see him play on another team. Like that, That's so much I like Jared Vanderbilt. I never want to see him go... Please, please, please keep Jared Vanderbilt as long as you can. Please. <laughs> the fear with some people might be like, oh boy, he's going to want like 70, 80 million, you know, and oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he's going to deserve about 60-ish at least. Uh, and maybe that money, you know, like Malik Beasley's money could end up uh, going outward and Jared Vanderbilt hopefully can uh, take over in that category. But of course, you may have to have money come back and blah, blah, blah. But we'll see. It's always workable. 
uh, you have to get creative and such, and that's on Sachin Gupta or the new president of basketball operations. But I think it's going to be Gupta. That's just my guess. But you never know. You never know. Um, there's a strong possibility of that. The Wolves did not have to sign any more of the 10-day guys. I mean, it's interesting. It was fun to watch that, just to kind of keep up with, like, wow, you know, like some of these names, like, wow, he, he was already out of the league? Like Greg Monroe, I couldn't believe he was out of the league. Where, you know, Joe Johnson, of course, he's 40 years old. And it's like, I didn't even realize he was already 40 years old. It's freaking crazy. But it was also kind of cool to see him coming back again. Like, where's where's white chocolate? You know, Jason Williams. It's hard to believe how old those guys are already. It, it seems like yesterday. Wasn't white chocolate on the world champion uh, 2006 Miami Heat, I believe? But then again, it's like 2006. That is 16 years ago. Wow. And yeah, that was when, you know... Uh, that was when Blackberries were the king of the world and Bluetooth was this exciting new technology, which still is an exciting technology to me because it's, you know, Bluetooth cannot be taken for granted, by the way, as long as it works, <laughs> it works properly. But just say it, it's taken you way back in the day. Blackberries were like the smartphone. And then Steve Jobs had his little announcement and this cute little thing, you know, came out that people obsessed over. And then Samsung said, oh yeah, well, what about us? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but a comfortable win for the Wolves versus the Houston Sprockets. They're not the Rockets, they're the Sprockets, because they're back to sucking again. They had their jump up when Chris Paul went there, and that was a really nice basketball team for about a year or so there. And then they got kind of lazy, they got kind of complacent, they got kind of, like, haters. They're, you know, they started, like, not getting along and all that. Sounds kind of like Vikings and Wild, you know, before before Bill Guerin got to the Wild and the Vikings this whole season and last season and stuff, and probably well before that, back to 18 at least. Um, Christian Wood is a name that's been floating around in trade rumors. Probably have to give up a little bit to get Christian Wood, though, and he's, he's pretty good. He's, Christian Wood is good. Yeah, he's like their best player right now, isn't he? 17 and 10, he's pretty good. And he was an undrafted free agent. Impressive. Yeah, kind of bounced around the league a little bit, but Philadelphia in 15-16, Charlotte 16-17, yeah, very much kind of screwing around, not really a big factor, unfortunately, for the poor guy. And then he popped up at New Orleans with 16, 17 points a game, eight rebounds, went to Milwaukee, you know, got buried, literally buried. And then with Detroit, and then the last couple of years of Detroit and now Houston, he's carved out a niche. I mean, heck, last season he averaged, what, 21 points a game. So kind of nice little story there as well. Christian Wood, born in 95, 95. So he's, he's Carl's age, of course, but he's got something going. Got something going for him. But again, a nice, comfortable win for the Timberwolves. Not a whole lot to complain about, generally speaking. It, it just was one of those kind of nights where, again, you just, the whole time you felt, you just kind of you just kind of kick your feet up and enjoy. That's kind of what it was. It's not like we shot as well, but to watch Vando play the way he did and and to see the team hook him up in Houston, you know, in, you know, which is where he's from, the Houston area, to, to see them hook him up and help him, like, uh, produce and all that. My God. And again, it does show you what Vando can do when given opportunities. It does show you. He's not going to do it against everybody, but it's there. The ability's there. He's, he's going he's gonna to make some money. That, that is a fact. So two wins, now let's get to the two losses. Come on, come on, Pelicans. Why'd you have to get hot on us, son of a biscuit? Okay, I know, I'm trying not to curse. <laughs> Off the mic, it might be a little different. Maybe a couple of huge four-letter words when somebody hit a three-pointer at the buzzer, basically, the walk-off. 15 to 26. Yeah, I was... Let me tell you. Let me tell you. 
Look at this. It's like a stock chart, you know, the whole win probability, and it's just kablooey at the last second. Ridiculous. But what was annoying is how we left this team in striking distance the whole flipping, flipping game. It was really annoying. You know, we led by one, we trailed, but we led by one after a third of the first quarter, only one point. We trailed at halftime and continued to trail. And we just kind of didn't take charge, we being the Timberwolves, of course, didn't take charge during the course of this game. And you just kind of had that feeling for most of the way, like, are we, are we going to lose to these guys again? Come on, man. Stop this. Stop this nonsense. D'Angelo Russell got a little trigger happy, and it seems like, did you ever notice this? Did you ever notice this? And it's like, I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. It's everybody, damn it. Whenever they're not shooting well, they attempt more shots. And, like, it's like 7 of 11. Well, why didn't you get more attempts? But then they make, like, 6 and attempt 15 or 20. It's like, come on. It's always, it's always in the opposite, incorrect direction. You are absolutely incorrect. Okay, sorry. Just stealing a line from a certain somebody I'm not a big fan of, um, but it was a funny-sounding line. The Wolves lost against Jared Vanderbilt and only got five rebounds, though. Rando, you suck. You only got five rebounds. Unacceptable, Jared. Come on, man. Come on. No, it's because the freaking Hornet Pelicans were making, like, how many shots? They shot 55%. That's why. 48.5 from downtown, and it does help to make your nine last three-point attempts in the game. It was getting to a point where you rip your hair out, you, you, you dig ruts in your cheeks with your fingernails, and you start bleeding all over the place, that kind of thing. It was that kind of thing. That's what it felt like. It was like, you know, you know where you scratch the chalkboard with your fingernails, scrape it, whatever the heck the word is. That's what it felt like. Another three-pointer. Oh, my God, another three-pointer. And it just kept happening. Six to seven from Ingram, and of course, the sixth one was the kiss of death. It was the blue screen and all that crap. Uh, why did they have, why did it have to happen? I don't know, but it, but it just did. It, it just did. Like, what the hell can you do? Like Jerry Burns said at the beginning of the episode there in the soundbite. <laughs> in his 1985, uh, 1989 uh, <laughs> F-bomb ridden uh, press conference, why, why did the Vikings make like six field goals in the game and no touchdowns? And the fans booed the offensive coordinator and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what led to that. But what the hell can you do? That kind of thing. That's what it felt like, though, in the course of this game. Anthony Edwards, again, nice nice performance, generally speaking, I guess. He was 6-12 from downtown. I mean, hey, 50% making half of your threes. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but Ingram was 6-7, so you suck. Yep. Malik Beasley did not suck. And again, this is another one. Malik Beasley. <laughs> he starts, he finally makes shots, and then he only attempts 10, which is, again, it's just kind of, it's, it's ironic. Malik Beasley, in 30 minutes, attempted 10 shots. Six of eight from downtown. But then when he's not shooting well, it's four of 15. Doesn't that just drive you nuts? Doesn't that just grind your whatever? Doesn't that just drive you crazy? Yeah, bottom line. <laughs> Six of 15 for D'Angelo Russell. That's where that rant started. I don't know. It's not like the Wolves sucked in the game. The Pelicans played really well. And it was just kind of their night. I mean, 48.8 is pretty good. For, and then Wolves shot 46%. We made 18 threes. So it was kind of a shootout. But, of course, magically in a shootout, we're going to lose. Even against the freaking Pelicans. Isn't that annoying? Isn't that stupid? Lots of scoring, though, in this week, isn't there, Ben? Hasn't there been? Pardon me. 128-125 on the walk-off. Brandon Ingram. So, Brandon Ingram did a... Brandon Ingram did a Stefan Diggs, and the New Orleans Pelicans walked off. 
the, the walked off on the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, he did a Stefan Diggs. It was a bourbon. No, it was what it was. I don't want to even say it was. A, it wasn't. It was a miracle for uh, New Orleans. Let's just move on. Bourbon Street miracle. <laughs> uh, well, and then we get to the next game with the Memphis Grizzlies. And now I'm going to name. You guys probably know already now. You can probably guess who is my favorite non-Timberwolf right now in the NBA. It was Kawhi Leonard for a while, and it should, and it still kind of is. He's, he's the other one, but the fact he's been out forever again in an ACL, and I don't know, it's, it's the second year where he's been out, you know, for a long time. Like, he was with the Spurs, and he was holding out. It was a combination of things. But John Morant makes the game look so easy. I mean, everything he does. And he didn't even play well in this game. 5 of 16, but everything he did just looks simple and easy, and it's just that the smoothness of his game the explosiveness, the athleticism, the confidence without the ultra cockiness. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's, he's very confident. He's, he's like Anthony Edwards, where he's not a jerk about it. Like a Steph Curry is a jerk about it. I, I don't, <laughs> that's why I don't like him. Uh, Clay Thompson is kind of, you know, that, uh, there's a reason why he was my favorite uh, Golden State Warrior, even though I can't stand that team. Uh, my God, something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite Golden State Warrior is Clay Thompson. It would be Draymond Green if he wasn't such a jackass, but I like him a little more than I used to. Uh, he's making a little more sense these days. I'll just leave it at that. But, um, <laughs> nudge, nudge. He's making a little more sense than he used to. But generally speaking, John Morant's game and the confidence he exudes and the way he makes his team better, even though they were played super well without him earlier in the season, there's something cooking in Memphis. There's something cooking in Memphis, and it isn't just the uh, it isn't just the the dry rub ribs. Let me tell you, because there's yeah, Memphis ribs are really nice. Um, but and it isn't just the music either. Uh, that's a really good team, and they deserve to win that South uh, Southwest Division. Thirty and fourteen. What have they won nine in a row now? I mean, they've just been off off the charts. Great. Wolves didn't even shoot well in the game. Forty two percent. We still made fifteen threes, but it took what four uh, forty eight to get there. 48. Malik Beasley. See, here we go again. Malik. <laughs> One of seven. One of seven from downtown. Only three points. Pat Beverly didn't shoot well as he'd been out again. He returns. He's, obviously, it's the best starting lineup in the NBA. It is. It is the best starting lineup in terms of the intangibles. And analytically, it's the best starting lineup in the league. But Beverly did not play, play well, at least on the offensive side of the game, necessarily. Did provide the defense, did provide the energy, but unfortunately he did not shoot well at all. Nas Reed, one of eight. Malik Beasley, one of eight. Pat Beverly, one of nine. I mean, there's no way you're going to win playing like that. It's horrible. Um, Thurl Anthony Towns, 11 of 17. Russell, 19 of, or 11 of 19. I mean, those, those are good shooting nights for those two guys. They should have just kept going. And impressive numbers by the big three, but a little help from some of the other pieces would have been nice. You know, again, like Reed missing everything and all that. It just drives you nuts. But I mean, Edwards could have been better, below 50%, this and that. Just, I don't know. It's always the guy that doesn't shoot well that gets the most attempts. That drives me crazy. Where somebody like Coronthony Towns probably could have had 40 again. You know, 11 and 17, this and that. So, that's the one thing. The rebounding wasn't so great in the game either. It just wasn't. Only 34. Um... Vanderbilt did get 13, but it felt like he didn't have a whole lot of help necessarily, except for, you know, Pat Beverly deserves a, you know, Pat Beverly does deserve credit with his eight rebounds. That's outstanding for a point guard. But, my goodness, uh, John Conchar <laughs> was 17. He was eating us alive down the stretch. 56 to 34. 
in the rebounding category. That's just no surprise Memphis won the game. And Memphis can beat you in these uh, grinded out lower scoring games, and they can beat you, you know, 135 to 130. You know, they, they can do it either way. And that's what's so great about the Memphis Grizzlies. They are a contender, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up the week in terms of the four games. The Lone Wolf Award is going to probably, it could kind of go all over the place. I mean, Anthony Edwards had an unbelievable play during the course of this week. That was the uh, Pelicans game. Up and under, kind of Michael Jordan style, spectacular, <laughs> underneath the basket, from one side of the basket, for kind of doing that little pump fake, you know, that little fake to, to draw the defense one way as he's in the air goes underneath the other side and just angled the ball just right as he was going down off the glass. A unbelievable Michael Jordan-esque type of play in that game. And he had a lot of great plays during the course of this week. I forget what his numbers were. Yeah, 28. I mean, he had an unbelievable week. I'm going to give the Lone Wolf Award to Anthony Edwards, even though he didn't have a perfect game against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, but really nobody did. Uh, Anthony Edwards is the lone wolf. He had an unbelievable week. Again, great shooting during the course of this week and some unbelievable plays. Certainly not a perfect week. Certainly not a spectacular week, but damn good. Uh, damn good and all the respect in the world heading in uh, Anthony Edwards' <laughs> direction. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial, you know, despite having a great week with the, uh, or a great game, pardon me, with against the Pelicans, I think it goes to Beasley. He's just, he didn't, you know, he's back to kind of not shooting well. It's frustrating to watch. It's a pain in the butt, but uh, generally speaking, it kind of is what it is. Jared Vanderbilt, uh, obviously strong honorable mention. What an amazing week again, and especially that Houston game. That was an absolute pleasure to watch, but I'm going to give it to Malik Beasley. I've just been generally disappointed in him most of the season, even though he did get a lone wolf a few weeks back in the absence of the, the main cogs in this club. But Malik Beasley gets that. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and preview three games after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Three games to preview. Uh, yeah, yeah, three games to preview. But actually, I'm going to enjoy the East Coast ones, the Eastern Conference games anyway. But the first one gets to be the uh, Golden State Warriors. We haven't played them in a little bit. I guess we did play them last year. This wasn't like hockey. And they're back to, uh, they're together again. The one and only together again. They're friends, just you and me. Yeah. Uh, well, Wiseman, knee surgery. As of October the 18th, so obviously, yeah, unfortunately there. Light or left calf tightness for Draymond Green, for DG, big DG of the Golden State Warriors. We'll see what happens if he plays. I bet he will, but it's just kind of like general, uh, general type of injury. They're, they're back, and I hate it. I hate it. I like Clay Thompson and everything, but I hate that the Warriors are back to, like, being a favorite to win a title because they are. They're back. Come on, Phoenix. Take care of business this time. Take care of business, you know, this time and for multiple reasons. Chris Paul beat the Warriors this time. He came so damn close with the Houston Rockets, and he had that stupid hamstring injury. Houston would have won the title that year, most likely. But of course not. But but of course not. You know, yeah, Houston would have beaten Cleveland, right? 
I mean, of course. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to say Golden State win another championship. It just scares the crap out of me. But Phoenix is excellent. They're actually ahead of Golden State, if you can believe it right now. Best record in the league. So it is what it is there. Uh, Steph Curry's actually been hitting a shooting slump lately. Yeah, after he pretty much, it was like right after he broke the all-time, like uh, three points made record passing Ray Allen, who I believe passed Larry Bird before that. So all the great names like the Larry Birch and such are all gone now in terms of like records and such. It's a bummer. You get all these newbies. Ugh, that's all they are to me. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Yes, I'm a grouch. Golden State actually has been losing lately, which is nice. They got absolutely crushed by Milwaukee last night. That's good. That's a good sign. I hope the Bucks. Uh, yeah, if the Bucks are going out to try to repeat again, it's good. They may have to play some road games, but well, actually, the East is extremely tight. Like everybody has like twenty-seven wins and such, but the Bucks have lost seventeen games already. That's a that's a far cry from eleven with Golden State. So, six games are not that easy to make up. Timberwolves and and Warriors are actually like one point apart in points per game. That's crazy. It's just the intangibles. Golden State gets five rebounds. Uh, they're fifth in the league in rebounding. It helps when you have Draymond Green, I suppose. But we got Vando. Bulk up a bit, Vando, and you could be like Draymond Green out there. <laughs> Field goal percentage, yeah, I think we're a little bit little bit behind there. Ninth to 25th. Free throw percentage are right on top of each other. That's hilarious. 25th, 24th. Wolves are leading. Golden State eighth in three-point percentage because Curry sucks now. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, block shots were still dominating there with 4th in the league though, to 11th and steals. Golden State's actually got 2nd to 6th and yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They force a lot of turnovers. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, Curry does more than just shoot threes. Yes, and obviously the threat of his shot helps quite a bit moving the ball around to a Clay Thompson, to a Draymond Green, to whoever, you know, <laughs> to whoever. Big man de jour driving up, uh, cutting to the basket, which could be Draymond Green or Obviously, you know, you hope it's James Wise, but I think he's been a minor bust so far. But there's time. I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna be a star though. I don't see it, but we'll see. I we'll see. Uh Minnesota lost to Golden State earlier this season, one twenty three to one ten in what uh well, it's not the Oracle anymore. It is and we're gonna be playing in Target Center coming up. I keep forgetting the name of that building. Is it Chase? Does it even say? Does it even say? Yes, yes, Chase Center. Yeah, yeah, that's the credit, you know, yeah, Chase, Chase Credit, whatever the heck, Chase in general, it's a bank. Yeah, we're happy for him. Golden State, again, now uh, Clay Thompson's back. He's played three games so far, and he's shooting er, he's shooting 35%, but are you surprised? <laughs> he's not going to be that good right away. But if he does get back rolling again, we'll see. I don't think he's going to be the same player that he was before. I, the odds of that are slim to none. I mean, when you consider an ACL, and before you even come back from that, Achilles, you know, it's just like, wow, that's pretty harsh, pretty crazy, um, so I, I would say the odds of that are very slim, how many NBA players return from Achilles and, and dominate as, at a high level, Kobe did not dominate at a high level after the Achilles injury, Dominique Wilkins did not, Patrick Ewing did not, they just didn't, they were still good, and God, I love Dominique Wilkins so much, Anybody that listens to this show, but he wasn't as good. Actually, he did have one or two really good years. I apologize. That's right. His Achilles actually was way back. That was like 90-91, wasn't it? 91-92? Yeah, that was way back. So I apologize. 92-93, Dominique had one more really good year, and then he kind of gradually dropped off. And by the mid-90s, he was a really, really good role player. That kind of guy. Um, by the mid-90s with, like, the Spurs and stuff. 
Gary, and then he went overseas for a minute first, though. That's like, come on, man. <laughs> stay and stay here. Gary Payton the second, playing in where uh, his father, uh, playing in the area where his father grew up, like Oakland and San Francisco area, the Bay Area, as they say. Gary Payton the second, playing in his father's homeland. <laughs> Seven, about eight, eight, eight points. And three and a half rebounds a game. He's getting the steals. Yeah, there's steals everywhere. That's why they're way at the top. Curry, yeah, I've seen him knock the ball away a hundred million times throughout his career. Three of our percentages under 40, averaging 26 a game. He was one of the leading scorers earlier in the season, almost 30 a game. He's dropped off a little bit, and I'm happy about that. Good. Come on. Come on. Pride comes before a fall, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan, dude. Forty-two uh, percent from the whole for the whole season. Uh, this, 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 oh yeah, and there's this other guy we traded away, you know, yeah, he's actually having one of his better seasons, 48.6, again, because he's playing more of a role, but he's still a big piece, he's actually the number two scorer on the club, 18.6, that's Andrew Wiggins, if I didn't mention his name, he's averaging four rebounds a game now, wow, he went from two to four, yes, Andrew, now you're, now you're showing everybody that you can rebound, <laughs> but yeah, the point, though, that really does matter the most is that, that the number one stat for Andrew Wiggins, and yeah, that free throw percentage still sucks, 71%. Come on, man. <laughs> but, yeah, keep keep missing him against us. But, uh, um, come on, man. But, yeah, the, it's I'm highlighting it right now. Unfortunately, you can't see it. 48.6 from the floor. That is a huge, huge, huge deal. Smarter shots and better execution. It's that simple, and that's the difference. That's where, obviously... Golden State, you know the the culture there is you take the you take smart shots and you make them. Unless you're Steph Curry, you take any shot anywhere you time anytime you want, as long as you're as long as you're open and all that. Even if it's like seven feet behind the three point line, which is about what Brandon Ingram did to us, and occasionally uh, our friend uh, D'Angelo Russell did this week and hit him. Looked pretty damn good doing it too. Uh, with all with all respect, he had a great week, D'Angelo Russell. He should have been an honorable mention, frankly, but he had a bleepy, he had a poopy game against Memphis, so I can't give it to him. It's not going to be an easy game. In fact, the Warriors are struggling, and the possibility and the, the chances of the Wolves, uh, well, the odds that the Wolves often get at least one win against the Warriors this season, occasionally two. I think the Wolves, I think we win this game. I think we're going to win this game. With the way Golden State's been struggling, i got a good feeling, but maybe I'm way off uh, the home game thing. I hope the Wolves have a shot at this I'm going to give the Wolves a shot at it. Uh, let's look at Golden State's games here. I didn't even mention how, again, they were they're 1-4 in their last five. They lost 99-82 to Dallas. They lost at New Orleans, so I guess uh, misery loves company. 101-96. Beat Cleveland. Woo-hoo-hoo. Well, Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland's actually way better this year, but 96-82. What the hell is that, Cleveland? <laughs> 82 points. Memphis lost exactly the way did we the way we did 116 108 I thought that was us there and then Milwaukee and an absolute demolition 118 99 so it's a little Midwest trip for them the Warriors October 4 excuse me October January 14th in Chicago tonight and then Sunday evening in Minneapolis Minnesota again a Midwest trip for the Golden State Warriors where they head back to Cali to host the Detroit Pistons. They might actually lose four in a row, and I hope they do. But maybe I'm just an idiot. They'll Maybe they'll beat Chicago, or they'll, or they'll just lose to Chicago and beat us. It's kind of a pick em. I'm hopeful. I'm going to pick the Wolves to win. I'm going to step out on a limb. 
it, it is what it is. I'm not going to lose any money. You'll maybe just laugh at me, and that's okay. Uh, I guess that's part of the entertainment of it all. The Wolves will beat the Golden State Warriors. Final score of 116 to 110. Wolves beat the Warriors. I think they continue to struggle. Leading score for the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, 35. 35. Minnesota heads to Madison Square Garden, where the Wolves have had many maddening performances, maddening evenings for many, 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 many years, and the Wolves will not beat the Knicks because we just don't beat the Knicks for some reason. Cam Reddish is on the Knicks now. That's interesting. Cam Reddish is now on the Knicks. Former Atlanta Hawk. That's extremely interesting. Kemba Walker, of course, again. But yeah, Cam Reddish has a uh, sprained ankle as of Jan the 3rd. Kemba Walker knee situation as of New Year's Eve. Derek Rose ankle as of Jan, uh, December 18th. New York beat the Wolves 96-88. I expect more of the same in New York. Unfortunately, the Knicks are 4-1 in their last five, so they've been playing much better. They're getting back into playoff contention. The vibe has picked up a little bit. New York beat Indiana just like they did in the, uh, well, they did some of the playoffs, and Indiana beat New York in some of them as well. 104-94. I believe the Knicks beat Indiana back in 94. Yeah, the East Finals. Yep, to go to the, you know, to, to play the Houston Rockets. Back in good old 94. That was, a, that was a fun season. It was like a nice little break from Jordan. And then it's like, okay, Michael, we missed you. Come back. Please come back. Even though it was fun to have a break. Like, not watching the Bulls win every bleeping year. <laughs> 104-94. Knicks beat Indy in New York. Uh, they beat their Boston. They beat the Boston Celtics in a rivalry. The East Coast rivalry there. 108-95. They get crushed in Boston. 99-75. Yowza. That was uh, that was Thibodeau's club growing up, though. You you know it was, and in the you know, and he was, as he was like a young adult as well in the eighties. Just hearing it in his voice, like yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, you could hear it in his voice when he was getting interviewed by PA years ago, PA locally, Paul Allen. Uh, home game for the Knicks versus the Spurs. There you go, rematch of '99 Finals, one eleven to ninety six. Getting a little revenge all these years later. Not really. Beat the Mavericks 108-85. Impressive. Absolutely impressive. After getting crushed by the Celts on Jan 8th, the Knicks have been downright great. So, we'll see. Wolves are a very streaky club. Three, what is it, three wins, three losses in a row. Four wins in a row. Now two losses. I think we lose three in a row. No, we win two in a row, beat Golden State, but then lose to New York, unfortunately. I think the uh, Knicks beat the Wolves in Madison Square Garden. 108. I keep coming up with that number. It seems like 108 to 99. Knicks beat the Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns leads the club in scoring, but the Wolves do not win. Carl with 28 versus the Knicks at the end of the day. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks. They're having a frustrating season. It was a fun playoff matchup last year, Hawks and Knicks. That was a great series. That was a great series, and the Hawks uh, actually were favored. They had home court and all that, but the Hawks ended up getting the job done, and they went all the way to the East Finals and got outlasted pretty handily by the Milwaukee Bucks. State Farm Arena. 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 <laughs> that should be where Chris Paul plays or Aaron Rodgers, one of the two. Clint Capella. That's my other favorite non-Timberwolf out there. Like, I could build a whole roster, probably. Like, my favorite center, non-Timberwolf, Clint Capella. <laughs> favorite power forward. He's got a big mouth and he drives me nuts and maybe green. I don't know. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. I'll shut up. I don't want to talk about that guy right now. <laughs> Draymond Green. The Hawks, though, 17-23, an inferior record to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They did beat us in frustrating fashion in Target Center earlier this year. They looked like the Atlanta Hawks of last season, where they were fantastic. 
Best uniforms in the league, bar none. Atlanta Hawks have the best uniforms in the NBA. Unfortunately, they just haven't been playing well most of the season. They've had injuries, and it's just been, but it's also been a back and forth, disappointing season, just a letdown. You know, you're hoping this team's going to keep doing what they've been doing, but they're not. Uh, Trey Young's putting up unbelievable numbers, shooting 45 percent. It's not too bad. Almost 10 assists a game, 28 points a game. Collins apparently is not happy in his role. Maybe he's not getting the ball enough, that kind of thing. Uh, how many shots is he attempting? What? No, that's made. Only 12 shots a game. Huh. Only 12 shots a game where uh, Trey Young is attempting 21. I could understand that. That would get old. Pass the ball a little more. I mean, obviously, you get a lot of assists, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there are so there are some cooks in the kitchen there. Bogdanovich for average 11 shots a game. And he's not even shooting well at all, like 41%. That would get old. Cam Reddish is on the Knicks, apparently. He was traded. Must have been very recently. Yeah, this had to be very recent, because I didn't hear that trade, actually. So I apologize for my ignorance. Okong Wu, obviously a nice rookie, but he's hurt. He's just coming back. Danilo Golinari's really dropped off. A lot of stuff isn't happening, but he's had so many good games against the Wolves. Kevin Herter's killed us. So, I don't know. I got a crappy feeling about this one. And it's in Atlanta. The Wolves never win there. Ever. Can we make up for the loss earlier this season? We'll see. The Hawks are one and four in their last five. They got beat by Portland 136-131. Yikes. They beat Sacramento. In Sacramento, 108-102. In Los Angeles, they get crushed 134-118. Lakers are playing better. So are the Clippers, 106-93. In Los Angeles, it was a Staples Center slash Crypto.com Arena. Yes, Crypto.com Arena uh, two-step there. And they, the Hawks get crushed by the Heat. One, get burned by the Heat, whatever. 115-91. Yeah, that'd be great. Wolves go into Atlanta and get the job done. You want to be a playoff team. You want to be in the 8. You want to be in the 10. You want to be in the whatever. You want to be in the 7. You want to be in the 6, the 5. You got to go into Atlanta and beat the Hawks. You, you got to take care of business. Just This is a game you need to win if you're a playoff team. Not just if you want to be taken seriously, but just make, make yourself serious. Just show us you are serious, for real. Go in Atlanta and win. The Wolves will beat the Hawks. Final score, 123 it's going to be a fairly close one. 123 to 117. Wolves with the victory. And Atlanta Georgia's finest, Anthony Edwards, scores 40 points to beat the Atlanta Hawks. It's going to be the Anthony Edwards show. He's going to look like Dominique Wilkins out there. And he's going to have some of those up and under type, you know, spectacular plays. You're going to see some great dunks. And you're going to see some good shooting. Anthony Edwards puts 40 points on the board. And the Wolves beat the Hawks. 123 117. At the end of the day, with that, we'll take a quick break and see what's out there with Fan Interaction, Facebook, and Twitter. Back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three. Gonna get the ads out of the way really quick. The Vigit application, the Vigit application, V-I-G-I-T, Vigit application. Look it up. It is on Apple and Google or Android devices, of course. 
in the Play Store or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> the application stores. It is fantasy betting, social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting League is a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook bet, free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Vigit Lakeland movement where the public is betting. So again, this is not real money wagering, pardon me. It's like fantasy betting and competing against others to see who the best better is. It's, it's a lot of fun, and you can also use it as a cheap sheet, basically. Uh, crypto.com, pardon me, I highly recommend crypto.com. Uh, it's for cryptocurrency. I'm opening it right now on my Samsung Note 10. Well, I had it. There we go. It has <laughs> a trading folder. Crypto.com, highly recommended. Of course, you can trade, you know, Bitcoin, Shiba, and New. Fun to trade. Shiba and New has been on the rise a little bit. Bitcoin is, is cheap right now. You know, it might sound <laughs> it might sound expensive at forty three thousand uh, dollars a single coin, but the fact of the matter is, you don't pay forty three thousand dollars. Just buy little fractions of it. That's all you need to do, and then the math goes from there. Fifty percent is fifty percent. You put in fifty bucks, it's a it's you know seventy five. Blah blah blah. But uh, Bitcoin, of course, obviously that one's already pretty big. That would be more of like a just making a hopefully like a safe gain because obviously I do believe it's undervalued at the moment. Where Shiba stocks like that could be or stocks <laughs> cryptocurrencies like that could be. Yeah, you know, extremely lucrative as they go up. I've made a few grand off of Shiba already, to be quite honest, and that's not a joke. I've made a few grand off of it. I probably should have sold earlier, too, when it had a little dip, because obviously every time there's a big jump, there's a little dip afterwards. That's what happens with stocks and cryptocurrencies. It's not really too different. People get people, you know, buy the heck out of it, and they're like, okay, I better take something out. And that's why the price would drop. But then again, you can get back in and uh, get ready for a bounce back upward. So that's the fun part about cryptocurrencies. There's a link in the show description. Click on that, and that'll show that I referred you. It'll it'll have my referral like code in there. And then we each get $25 put in our accounts. So you can get started with 25 bucks. And believe me, 25 bucks in the crypto world is a lot more than you think it is. Believe me. So again, you don't have to invest tons and tons of money, and the fees are insanely cheap. So don't worry about that too much unless you're investing like $50 million because it's a percentage and it's a tiny percentage. But again, like $50 million, yeah, that would be a lot of money then. <laughs> so with that, do jump on board there. The Twitter account, uh, unfortunately, it looks dead this week. Bummer. And that's probably my own fault because I was quiet. Today must have been busy. I was kind of a, it was kind of a busy, busy week. Like very, 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 barely even a little time to catch up with the games. I mean, I was able to, but it was not easy. Um, just kind of a busy week. Hasn't been the funnest week of my life. Hasn't been the worst either, but I've, I've had better. It just, you know, it's, it just is what it is. And of course, it's been very Viking-centric in this town with the firing of Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. The Minnesota Vikings will have a new uh, direction going forward. And I'm actually quite happy about that, even though, you know, you don't want to relish in, you know, in somebody's loss of their job. But at the same time, they needed a change. They needed to change. Something was rooted that was not working, and they needed to change it. It's that simple. Uh, bring in a Bill Guerin type of personality. I think that'd be amazing. Even if I can just head in a better direction very soon. Unfortunately, again, there's apparently no fan interaction. I thought there would be, but hope all is well. Like Ted Tanay, Vince, you know, Tanay out of New Zealand, Vince out of uh, Australia, Vince Germano, Stu Benson out of Australia. Wayne Hunt, of course, again, that's the guy. He's the biggest fan of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and I'm a huge fan of their show, but it's been it's been on hiatus since the summer. Hope you guys are coming back soon. Courtside Podcast. Again, another shout-out, another bat signal. Come back, guys. Please come back. 
Vince, if you're listening, I, I, I hope you still are. Uh, and Wayne, hopefully he still is too. That he, uh, you know, he, uh, hopefully he heard me uh, praising his his team and his uh, favorite uh, his favorite player. I'm sure. Please come back and uh, yeah, l- let me know what the story is because I, I haven't heard a whole lot about it lately. But the Courtside Podcast, highly recommended. There's always the archives for now. Plenty of great shows that are still there, just like Timberwolves Explosion. Check those out uh, if you want to call into the show for this for this one. Open your free voice recording application that's on every smart device on the planet. Open it, press record, talk into it, treat it like a phone call. Hit stop, save it, slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com, which I would then convert into an MP3 file thanks to zumzar.com. They provide a free service because the file is nice and small. But if you ever need uh, a lot of uh, huge files uh, converted you know, frequently, then you'd uh, sign up for a subscription, but Zumzart is a fantastic job, so highly recommended there. Um, final thing, please write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Stitcher, or Audible. Those are the three applications that allow you to do that. Please, please help out the show by doing that. It's been a little while there. It's been quiet, so I could use a little help there. I think it would help the show. With that said, God bless all of you. Hope the Timberwolves continue to win at least 2-1 this upcoming week.